Be seated if you can. Amen. I like to have him pray before I teach. Gets me worked up. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. I hope everybody's doing well this morning. I'm going to be teaching with this handheld, and I'm not used to doing that, so bear with me. I may have it down here and up here and over here, and you know, I just forget when I'm teaching what I'm doing sometimes, you know, so praise God. I want to talk to you today about extraordinary faith, and I know around here, well, first of all, I always feel like I'm preaching to the choir when I'm talking to you guys anyway working for the ministry and around the ministry all the time. And faith is something that we're faith people, amen? It's a lifestyle. And I know that you hear a lot of messages on faith, and if you're not careful, you'll turn it off just as soon as the speaker starts talking about faith. You think, oh, I've heard all this before. I wish somebody would teach on something else. But, you know, it's like Brother Hagin used to say. When you get this, I'll teach on something else. Amen. But I know that Rick has taught on faith this year. Pastor's been teaching on faith. I've heard messages on expectancy this year. You know, I believe that there's, there's an expectancy in the spirit realm that's just really strong this year. Amen. If you don't have that expectancy, you need to get it. Amen. You need to stir yourself up in the Holy Ghost until you get an expectancy that God's going to do some supernatural things this year. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, in some of my past chapels, which it's been a while, we talked about this being a year of uh, 5779 in the Hebrew. We talked about what the year what the 70 meant, what the 9 meant. We're living in a 9 year. Uh, that 9 stands for birthing. We know that there's 9 months in the birthing cycle. We talked about that. One of the signs for this year in Hebrew was the new wineskins. It's a time, see again, talking about faith. That's what the new wineskins all about. If we get caught up and just get stagnant in our faith. Our old wineskin gets unpliable and it doesn't stretch. And when somebody brings forth new wine, it's hard for us to receive because when you receive new wine into an old wineskin, it goes through a process of expanding. And if you can't expand, you'll burst. Amen? So it's, it's, again, tied in with faith. Faith, we need to stretch our faith so that we can receive that new wine. Amen? We need to stay pliable at all times so we can receive from what God has for us at any time. Hallelujah. Also, a nine-year uh, has to do with the Holy Spirit. There's nine gifts of the Spirit, nine fruit of the Spirit. So expect 
to see the gifts of the Spirit operating in your life this year. Amen? I think that some of you will give birth to some of those gifts in your life this year. Holy Spirit will show you the gifts that he has given you to flow in. Amen? And I just call them forth right now in Jesus' name. Amen? Hallelujah. It's time we see the gifts of the Spirit in operation. Amen? Hallelujah. But I also discovered that the number 19, like 2019, for instance, is associated with faith also. For instance, in Hebrews 11, you can turn there if you have your Bibles with you this morning. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, is what we consider to be uh, faith, the faith heroes of the Bible. And there's 19 of them listed there. After it talks about these different individuals of faith, it says in verse 33 through 35, it says, by faith... These people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God promised them. Notice it says they didn't just hear about the things God promised them. By faith, they received the promises. Amen? By faith, they shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. By faith, their weakness was turned into strength. By faith, they became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. By faith, women received their loved ones back again from the death. Amen? Hallelujah. I think when we read that, we have to ask ourselves today, when was the last time when I used my faith to accomplish anything that would compare to the verses we just read? Amen? I don't think we're talking about ordinary faith, guys. I think we're talking about extraordinary faith. They had the faith that when they believe for something, they didn't put it off in the future. Their faith reached out and grabbed it and brought it into the now. That's extraordinary faith. Amen? Sometimes we get lazy with our faith, and we pray for things, and we just expect it to happen sometime. But the Bible tells me that faith is now. Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 34, I like that verse. It says, by faith, their weakness was turned to strength. That just shows you how much we need faith. Amen? In ourselves, we can do nothing. But in faith, in him, knowing that he can do all things, then that strengthens us to step out and do. Amen? In my strength, I can't talk to you today. It's not my nature. 
I'm a quiet, reserved person. I don't like to get in front of people. But with him and the anointing, I can stand here and proclaim his word. Amen? I don't like to do announcements. I'm not anointed to do announcements. <laughs> when I get up to teach, my knees are knocking just like yours would be. But when the Holy Ghost takes over and the anointing kicks in, then I'm okay. Amen? Hallelujah. But like I said before, I feel a great expectancy in the air. I think there's a great anticipation of what we're going to see in the Lord this year. I know JSMI is having a year better than any year we've had in the last probably five or ten years. Amen? There's a great expectancy. God is moving, guys. He's on the move. He's doing things. Hallelujah. Opening doors for Brother Jerry to travel with Brother Copeland. We're seeing great results, hearing great results out of those meetings. Praise God. I believe if you will stretch your faith this year, you'll give birth to some things that God has been talking to you about for a long time. Amen. This is the year for those things to come to pass. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible talks about many kinds of faith. Little faith, much faith, growing faith, wavering faith, unwavering faith, strong faith, active faith, genuine faith, common faith. Weak faith, faith without works, great faith, and the God kind of faith. Now, I don't want to talk about little faith. I don't want to talk about wavering faith. I want to talk about the two main ones that I feel like was the most important, and that was a great faith and the God kind of faith. Great faith is only mentioned two times in the Bible. First time it was with a centurion soldier. Jesus said to him, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Depart, and as thou hast believed, to be it done to thee. He said, if you'll remember, you don't even have to come and lay hands on my servant. Just speak the word and it'll be so. That was great faith. Amen? The second one was a Canaanite woman in Matthew 15, 21 through 28. Jesus said to her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it to thee even as thou wilt. He recognized that she had great faith. Amen? Then we see the God kind of faith. Mark eleven twenty two. It says in the King James, it says, have faith in God. But in other translations, it says, have the faith of God. Some translations say, have the God kind of faith. I think that's extraordinary faith, amen? If you got the faith that God has, well, that's scripture itself. 
says that's mountain-moving faith. Amen? How many of you want mountain-moving faith today? Amen. I think God wants to encourage you this year to strive, to stretch yourself, to have mountain-moving faith. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, God said through Brother Jerry, the word for this year, 2019, marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Guess what? I think it's going to take extraordinary faith if we want to see extraordinary manifestations. Amen? We can't go on believing like we have believed all these years and keep just, well, someday when God gets around to it, he says we're going to see extraordinary things. You might see it if the person next to you has got faith because your faiths are not making it happen. Amen? Hallelujah. The heroes of faith had extraordinary faith. They didn't accomplish what they accomplished by having Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be faith. Amen? And if we're not careful... We get caught up in that, we don't even know it. We don't even realize it. We get up and go through our routines every day, and it's kind of, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. We put in our time, we go through the motions, but I think that God is challenging us this year. I challenge you this year. When you wake up, before you get out of bed, confess, my faith is going to be higher and broader and wider today than it ever has been any other day in my life. In other words, expect growth in your faith every day. Amen. Don't be satisfied with yesterday's faith. I believe that we need to have a revelation of Matthew 19, 26. It says, Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but all things are possible with God. If you get a true revelation that all things, not some things, all things are possible with God, I believe you'll have great faith. Amen? Because what happens is you quit looking at what you can accomplish and you start putting your faith in what he can accomplish through you. Amen? He can do all things. That means he can do them through you. Amen? He can use your hand, lay on the sick and they recover. He can use your mouth to speak to someone. He can use your feet the Bible says, go ye, amen? And we have to have faith to step out and do what we hear the Holy Spirit saying. I heard a man talking about going to someone's house, and he said that he got fascinated with this big fish aquarium that the guy had. And he said there was one particular fish 
in that aquarium that really caught his eye. He wasn't familiar with that fish. And so he said he asked the owner, he said, what kind of fish is that right there? And the man told him, he said, that's a Japanese Oranda fish. And he said, in my aquarium, that fish will grow, oh, maybe four to five inches long. But he said, in that fish's natural habitat, it'll grow 12 to 15 inches long. The only thing that was causing it to be smaller was the size of the tank. Amen? Somehow, the size of that tank made that fish think he couldn't grow. I think when we hear that story, we have to ask ourselves sometimes, have we been swimming in the wrong tank? Amen? Have we lessened our faith by our surroundings? Have we lessened our faith by the people we've chose to surround ourselves with? You know, our friends should be challenging us every day, especially us right here, working together. We're Christians. We're coming together. We're working in a ministry. We should be encouraging each other every day to stretch our faith to a, different, to a higher level. Amen? Taking the ministry to a higher level every day. Hallelujah. You may think, well, all my needs are met. I don't need anything. If that's your way of thinking, guess what? You're thinking too small. It's like Brother Jerry said, that God got all over him about believing for another airplane. Yes, he has a nice airplane. And it's easy to get comfortable. He just thought that probably at his age and all the circumstances that that plane he has right now would take him through the rest of his ministry. But God told him he wanted him to keep his faith out there, believing for that next bigger size. Amen? And I believe God's saying the same thing to us. We should always have our faith out there for something that in the natural we couldn't even think about wrapping our mind around. It's bigger than we can even think. Amen? It's like the verse that says, God has given you more than you could ever imagine. It's been provided, guys. we got to be able to wrap our faith around it. Amen? And we can only do that if we keep challenging ourselves to go to a different level of faith. Because sometime or another, we're going to get satisfied and we're going to find ourselves swimming in the wrong tank. Amen? Hallelujah. Smith Wigglesworth had a book entitled Ever-Increasing Faith. And I think that says it all. I think our faith should be ever-increasing. Just like our knowledge in the word of God should be ever increasing. I think everything about God is ever increasing. He didn't intend for us to ever get satisfied on any place we're at. Amen. I also believe 
that this is a year for future faith. Now, I'm not talking about faith like this. Well, God, I believe you're going to heal me someday. Lord, I believe you're going to prosper me someday. We're already good at that, aren't we? You know why? Because that puts all the responsibility on him. That relieves us of all responsibility. Oh, yeah, I believe he's going to someday. No. I'm not talking about that kind of future faith. I'm talking about the faith that reaches into the future and brings it into the now. Amen? Reaches into the spirit realm and brings it into the natural. Amen? The Bible tells us that God knew the end from the beginning. 2 Peter 1.3 says, According as his divine power hath given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How many things? All. all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. In other words, just get this picture. Before God ever created you, he went to the very end of your life and started working his way back, putting in place everything that you would need for your life of godliness. It was there the day you was born. All you got to do is get on the right path. If you're not on the right path, that's not the one he prepared for you. Amen? That's why it's so important to get where God's called you to be, and you're on the right path, and everything that he's asked you to do, the provision is already there. But you know what? Before we get to that provision, we have to have faith that if we go this way, it will be provided. He doesn't show us the provision over here. It's there, but we got to have faith to get there. Amen? That's walking by faith. Talking about future faith. In John 2, verses 1 through 11, and we won't read it for sake of time, is a story of Jesus turning the water into wine. We know that this was his first miracle recorded in the Bible. Amen? Now, we're all familiar with the story. It says, one thing that you might not be familiar with, if you read uh, any Bible commentaries or Bible history, I just found this out recently myself. It says that in Jesus' time, a wedding wasn't like it is in our time. You didn't go to a wedding, they got married, and you went home, and they went on their honeymoon. It lasted for a week. The festival lasted for a week. No wonder they run out of wine. <laughs> Amen? The festival lasted for a week. But you know the story. They ran out of wine. Mary came to Jesus and said, we need, new, we need some more wine. Jesus said, woman, 
what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. He's basically saying, what do you want me to do about it? It's not time for me to do that miracle. Now, based on what we know the Bible says, it says that Jesus only did what he's seen his father do, and he only said what he heard his father say. So when she said, we need some more wine, Jesus looked over in the spirit, and he didn't see his father doing anything. He didn't hear God say, turn water into wine. He said, not my time. Mary said, turned to the servants and said, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. That was a faith statement. Amen? Now, because of her faith, I believe Jesus looked back in the Spirit. All of a sudden, he sees Daddy saying, have them pour water in the barrels. Have them do this. Have them do that. Why? Mary's faith reached into the future. It wasn't meant to be that day. Jesus made it very clear. It's not my time. But all of a sudden, it was his time. Her faith reached into the future and brought it into the now. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Kim Clement wrote a song years ago. The title was, I'm Somewhere in the Future and I look much better than I do right now. I think that's all of us, don't you? I'm, I'm believing that I'm going to look a whole lot better tomorrow than I look today. That's a faith statement, amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to get better looking every day. How about you? Amen? Then we look at the story of Peter and John and the lame man at the gate. We're all familiar with that story in Acts 3, verses 1 through 9. We know that Peter probably went to the temple on a daily basis to pray. That was a routine thing for him. Amen? But on this day, he, he comes up to the beggar, and I think that we could even surmise that maybe it was his routine to just reach in his pocket throw some coins in the guy's little tin, and go on into the temple and pray. But on this particular day, he reached, and he didn't have anything to give. I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to him. He had to take a pause for a minute. You know, he's kind of digging around looking to see where that money is. How many of you know that in a routine, you do something on a daily basis, it doesn't take much faith? It didn't take any faith for Peter to throw a few coins in that guy's tin or bucket or cardboard box or whatever he had and just go on in the temple. But on this day, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to him 
and reminded him of the power that he received on the day of Pentecost. That was just a chapter or two back. I believe that Peter, when he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. I think Peter reached inside himself and got a hold of that resurrection power that lives inside of him. He reached deeper with his faith than he was used to reaching. And he pulled that faith out and he said, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And a miracle happened that day. Amen? What I'm trying to say here is we got to go outside of our routine if we're going to see miracles happen. We got to reach inside somewhere deeper than we've ever reached before and grab a hold of that faith and use it in the name of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Some of us might think, well, the next time Brother Jerry comes with me, I'm going to have him pray for that guy. But God's telling you. Amen? Some people say that Jesus had walked by that guy many a times. Just wasn't time, was it? It was time for his miracle. And Peter reached in and got a hold of that faith and cause that miracle to happen. Hallelujah. Last Sunday morning, in our pre-service prayer in the prayer room, Holy Spirit said this, said something very clear to me. It goes right along with what we're talking about today. He said, your prayers are breaking through, but oftentimes your faith is not pulling down the answer. I'm going to say that again. Your prayers are breaking through, but oftentimes your faith is not pulling down the answer. Wow, I don't know about you, but that makes me stop and think. Amen? Immediately, of course, I thought of Mark eleven twenty four. We've already talked about that some. It says, whatever things you desire when you pray, it's dealing about prayer, believe that you receive. In other words, we don't just go to prayer asking and leaving it in his hand all the time, but we have to attach some faith to what we're praying and believe that we receive when we pray. That's reaching out, taking a hold of the answer, and pulling it down. Amen? How often do we pray and don't attach any faith to it? You know, it made me also think, Pastor Justin had a sermon just a couple of weeks ago. Those of you that go here know. Those of you that don't, maybe don't. But the title of his sermon was Faith is a Currency of Heaven. In other words, 
Faith is our medium of exchange for whatever we need in the spiritual realm. Amen? So, looking at it from that standpoint, we would have to assume that if we pray without faith, we might get a notice from God, insufficient funds. Amen? If our faith is our currency, and we have no faith, that would be insufficient funds. Amen? Something to think about. In closing, I just want to tell you another story because I believe it's a faith-building story. You know, that's another thing about faith. When God asks us to do something that seems impossible, I think the first thing we need to do is go back and remind ourselves of all the other times that God's asked us to step out in faith. We obeyed, and he came through. Amen? Because that'll cause you to have the faith to do what he's asking you to do today. We know that happened to David. Here he is, getting ready to face that giant. And he has to stop and think. But then he remembered. You delivered me from the lion. You delivered me from the bear. Through that remembering, all of a sudden, his faith is up on another level. He says, who does this uncircumcised giant say, think he is? In other words, don't mean nothing to me. God's with me. He delivered me from the lion. He delivered me from the bear. He'll deliver me from this guy. Amen? So it's always good to have testimonies that you can remember. Because if God did it once, he'll do it again. Amen? You ever heard of a guy named Simeon Kiowa? That's kind of a funny name, but maybe if you'd heard the story in the news or something, maybe you would remember. Uh, Simeon was a pastor in Uganda during the reign of... I can't say this guy's name, Idi Amin, something like that. You may not be familiar with him, but he was a ruthless dictator of Uganda who slaughtered hundreds of thousands of Ugandans during his presidency. Pastor Kaioa was one of the only men in Uganda who was not afraid to continue preaching the gospel during this time. He asked for God to anoint him to be like Moses and delivered his people from this dictator. And God miraculously delivered him and his congregation. Later, he was asked, what was one of the most amazing miracles that you've seen during that time? And he said, well, my church met under a tree. He said, it wasn't even a good tree. 
It was an old dead tree. Didn't have any life in it. Didn't have any leaves on it. He said, we basically used the tree as a marker so people would know where to meet. Because it couldn't meet in any buildings. It was against the law. He said one day when he was praying, God told him, he said, I want you to speak to that tree in front of your congregation. He said, I don't want you to just speak life into that tree. He said, I want you to tell that tree to change what kind of tree it is. He said, I want you to command that tree to be a mango tree. Now, when me and you think about that, you think, well, I probably could have commanded it to come back to life. But to change the kind of tree it is, what's the difference in one or the other for God? It's all the same, amen? We try to make things bigger, don't we? You know, it's like saying, oh, I'd pray for somebody if they just died, and I could believe they'd come back to life. But if they've been embalmed, forget it. That's no bigger miracle for God. He created them in the first place. Amen? But God told him, I want you to say this in front of your people because I want this to be a sign to your people that will build their faith so that they can believe that I will deliver them from this dictator. Amen? So Pastor Simeon stepped out in faith and did exactly what God told him to do. Within just a few weeks, the tree came back to life and started changing from the ordinary tree that it was into a flourishing, fruitful mango tree. And his congregation ate off of that tree until God delivered them from that dictator. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to challenge you this year of birthing to push past the birth pains and give birth to a greater faith than you've ever walked in before. Not only give birth to it, but bring it to a greater maturity every day from this day forward. Amen? Hallelujah. It's like the old saying, faith or fear, the one you feed will live, the one you starve will die. This is your year. Amen? It's our year to have extraordinary faith for extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Amen? Hallelujah. If you believe that, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, I just thank you for the message that you've put on my heart today. I believe that it has challenged this staff. I believe that it's challenged anyone 
that might hear this sermon from being recorded. I think that I believe that their faith has been challenged today. Now, Father, we believe and we receive marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the goodness of our God. And we expect to see those things daily in our lives. And we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You have anything, Rick? Okay. All right.